The truth that will change you will probably first offend you. This is the modus operandi of this podcast. Welcome to Contra Z to Popular Belief. This episode will be nothing like you expected. It will probably ruffle some feathers and shake things up, but for the better. If we want different, we've got to be different. So without further ado, welcome, 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 your host, Zandile. Salve, shalom, aloha. I am Zadile Zandilandis and Bulls and Tiza, Peki Peki Mabilani, you choose what you'll call me. Here we intentionally choose God, choose right, choose life, and choose you. Today's title is You Better Recognize. And you know, this saying is usually said in the context of position, authority, privilege, etc. But I'm coming at it today from a different perspective. I want to talk to you about recognizing who you are what you have and who you're impacting all under the umbrella of influence the gift of influence what a gift it is a gift that comes with responsibility as does with others you can influence in the positive or you can influence in the negative oxala yo influence is influence baba so the book for today is the law of recognition by dr mike murdoch and a quote from him says Everything you need or want is already in your life, merely awaiting your recognition of it. What a powerful quote that is. You know, so many people are seeking influence. They want to be influencers. They want to be people that are followed by many others. They want to be people that change trends, that determine trends. And instead of recognizing the influence that they already have, the little that they have, they already want to go seeking out for more. And here's what I want to say to you today is that if you are a good steward of the little, you will defos be a good steward of the much. I would like to narrate to you a story I am reading on ChristianityToday.com about a pearl. Off the shores of the Philippines, a fisherman discovered a very large mishappen pearl. It was not pretty. It looked more like an amoeba with blobs and folds everywhere. He took the unusual find home and stowed it under his bed. When he moved ten years later, he had no use for it, so he gave it to the local tourism office. It turned out to be the world's largest pearl with an estimated worth of roughly a hundred million dollars it's easy to miss the value of something when it bears no when it bears no resemblance of what we were thinking and wow that sums up everything i might as well close up this podcast because i'm done i'm basically done you know a lot of people don't recognize what influence is and so they don't treasure it or they simply just don't use it well all because it doesn't look like what they would have thought it would look like, what they thought it would be, what they imagined it to be. You know, influence can be under Abantu Bazutini, and that is Nguni for what will people say? What will people say? What are the people saying? <laughs> and I look at that from a different perspective today. Instead of it being peer pressure, instead of it being about people pleasing, I see it as an opportunity to be accountable, responsible, to take charge of our lives and become more intentional and considerate. That's how I see Abantu team. Because I believe that to a point, that brings us back to our senses. 
because we don't just do what we feel like doing. I mean, if you feel like walking around naked on the street, you don't do that when you think of what will people say. Because essentially you would do it if there was no one in their houses, no one in the streets. But because there are people, it's a thing of, okay, I understand. I live with people on this in this world. And so what I want to do is not what I should do. And that is when you recognize your influence. That is when you recognize that, hey, I actually have ability to shape people's perspective. I have the ability to change people's thoughts. And we're living in a time where control is highly sought after. People want to control and not be controlled. And while that's debatable, since some people are so acquiescent to the systems that seek to control them. And I will do a podcast on this called The System is Rigged. Because genuinely, the system is rigged. And more and more people have come to be conscious of this. And so when it comes to change, a lot of people think they can change other people. And I, I warn against this because this tends to aggravate the person you're trying to change instead of inspire them to actually change because you don't have the power to do that. What you do have is influence. You can influence someone to change. For example, you can influence someone in terms of what they're eating. Just because it's a Wednesday and you're close to a steers, you can say to them, hey man, instead of buying pies, let us buy some wacky Wednesdays, you know? And there, that moment, you have influenced them. If they say yes, of course, you have influenced them to change what they consume that hour. And that even shows that days can influence what we do. You know, your Monday, from Monday to Friday, it is known it's a work week. On a Wednesday, it's known it's Wacky Wednesday. On a Sunday, it's known you go to church. Even days influence what we do. So different things influence differently. And now, when it even comes to Manti, the Manti, as Madea would say, the Chankura, the bag. A while ago, I had a conversation with my mentor. And we were talking about this very subject. And he said that we must be mindful of why we want to be rich and why we want to attain the level of riches that we want to attain. Because not everyone needs to be a billionaire or a trillionaire or a millionaire for them to fulfill their purpose. Because some people, if we are to be honest, want to be rich because of their selfish reasons. On the outside, it might look like, yeah, I want to be rich so I can give to charity. I want to be rich so I can give food to the homeless. But we know the truth of the matter is that they want to be rich so they can show off, so they can wear the expensive clothes, so that they can drive the best cars and live in the best estates and whatnot. But it doesn't have purpose to it. It doesn't have benefit for humanity in it. And so I want you to reconsider, why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be as rich as you want to be? This is not to propagate poverty, absolutely not. There's nothing that I hate more except the devil than poverty and sickness because that thing is painful. That it is honestly painful. And so I can never advocate that God, our Father, wants you to go to bed hungry or wear torn clothes or sleep in a leaking shack whilst he has heaven having streets of gold. I can never advocate for that. That, that will never be me. I don't believe that's that's in God. I don't believe that's God's character. You know, the, for the fact that 
Adam and Eve had the whole garden to themselves and that they could pick and choose. It shows that prosperity was God's plan all along, that we never lack, that we have enough. All right, not idolize, but we have enough. I believe in the 21st century definition of wealth, prosperity in every state and form of who you are. The Bible says, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. So yes, I'm not on poverty side. Ask yourself, why do you want to be rich? Is it for your own selfish needs? Yeah, sure, you're going to you're going to give to charity. Yeah, sure, you're going to buy the needy stuff they need. But is there a bigger purpose than you? A bigger purpose than your family? A bigger purpose than you, what you want? Is there a purpose to help the nation rise? Is there a purpose to help uplift society? And I know some people... And I know someone out there saying, but I'm not Mother Teresa. I don't understand why I must take care of everyone. That is fine. I'm not going to force you to be a Mother Teresa. All I'm saying is, wouldn't it be nicer to know that you had a bigger plan for your riches? To see your riches touching lives outside of the people that you know? Wouldn't it be something to have your time back because you're rich? Your time back with God? your time back with people because this life of nine to five five to five every day five days a week can be exhausting that you get two days of the weekend and you don't even have strength to go see your family you don't even have strength to go out or do fun things and whatnot i honestly feel like that's not life yes you must work hard yes you must grind but at the same time now it's a never-ending cycle of working to live working to pay bills, working to pay fees, working to stay alive. I believe the blessing of God is bigger than that. And though the blessing does not begin or end with materialism, but it does provide us a life, a life that we can share with family, a life that we can have with friends, a life where we can serve and not be enslaved to what we do for a living. And so you must ask yourself then, what is blessing? If it's not isolated to you owning a mansion and having four, four piped cars in your garages and you buying in Santon City, then what is blessing? Because surely blessing exceeds that. Surely blessing, it brings more than that. That's why it's so important for you to know what the word of God says. So that you can know God's definition for things, not what other people have defined things to be. When it comes to riches, many have lost their sense of purpose. People just want to be idolized. The Bible talks so much about finance, your investments, Jesus parables. And I believe that because money occupies the mental properties and thrones of people's hearts. They love it. They love it. But have you ever asked yourself if there's more to life than this? Have you ever asked why? Why certain things have so much influence on you, so much influence on your heart, so much influence on your actions? You know, companies out there, they have so much greed, so much lust for power. People have so much lust for power that they will do anything to gain control over you. 
but you need to recognize your part in it you need to recognize what you have influence over i'll use an example with the food industry obviously i'm not saying everyone is the same but i want to highlight to you this fact that there are 35 to 66 different names of sugar and as you know it sugar has been compared to cocaine because of how addictive it is so many if not <laughs> if not most of us are actually addicted to sugar if someone says to you today stop eating sugar and anything that has sugar chances are you will struggle i know i will because it has been years and years and years of giving my body something and now all of a sudden i want to take it away absolutely not so as sugar has influence over us what do you have influence over because we are all leaders what you do will influence someone somewhere somehow for every action there is a reaction and so you must recognize the responsibility that comes with it some of you you don't know but there are people whose lives you've changed that you might never meet simply because you fulfilled an assignment of purpose you never know there's this mystery of life that we are all connected. It connects all of us. And so that's why you always have to be mindful of your actions. Not so long ago, there was a story of someone who didn't care because tragedy was far from them until it came to them. It's the same with littering. If you litter, which I think is childish, if you litter, who do you think is going to come and take after you? Who do you think is going to come and pick up after you? There's someone that must do that. And you find that if they don't do that, then the wind will. And the wind will take your litter to places where it does not belong. And that's why we have so much pollution today. Because we don't even recognize our influence on the earth. So don't be that person who waits until tragedy arrives at their door for you to care. We have qualitative and quantitative research. And so in a world of metrics... We can measure our impact. We can measure our influence. And so ask yourself, what is the effect of your actions? Can you do what you do in front of children or in front of your parents? You know, children are most impressionable between zero to seven years old. And so what you do in front of them, they will do. You see videos of children doing the most inappropriate things, saying the most inappropriate things because that is what they've seen being practiced. That is what they've heard being said in their households or wherever on TV. And I often ask myself like, do you not have a problem with a five-year-old twerking? Do you not have a problem with a four-year-old swearing? Like, come on, come on. And so if a child can copy you, to the T in a cute way of what you're doing, what you're saying, then you can't deny that you have influence. Be responsible. In life, you have to be responsible with what you do because you never know who's looking. You never know who's listening. We once had a talk at school and the CEO of a certain company, I just forgot the company's name, had come to talk to us and he was talking about your digital footprint, how nothing is ever erased when you put it on the internet. And so what recruiting companies are doing nowadays is that they are hiring companies like his to investigate 
and look up things that are obvious, things that are out in the open that, of course, they can find out because, I mean, they're IT people. And he said that the information that they gather about you, about your history, the things you've deleted, the things that you've said, the things that you've posted, because when you post, you become a publisher. They don't even have to hack your account. Everything is already there waiting for them to note. Everything is ready for them to record. So be mindful. Again, I say, be mindful of what the influence that you have, even on the internet. All right? Even on the internet. You don't need a title to be an example, to be exemplary. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to consider others in what you do. And what influence says to me is that your life has a meaning. You are here for a purpose. You are an answer to a problem. And so be a good steward with the little leadership you've been given. It's not just your life. Absolutely not just your life. Take it, leave it. I know some people don't care what others do because of them. As long as you're conscious that there is a possibility, there is capacity for them to do what they do because they saw you do it or because they heard you say it. So that is me for today. You better recognize recognition is a game changer it is the difference between ronaldo and messi bentley and bmw new york and cape town it's all about recognition that is where the secret lies and yet the secret is right under your nose out in the open so all you have to do is open your eyes open your consciousness open your understanding and also open up your compassion interesting fact about me today is that i am an ambivert so i am an introverted extrovert an extroverted introvert so it depends depends what day it is that i decide which one i'm gonna be or which one i'm inspired to be or which one i have really kind of like no choice to be that day days are different and so do you consider what i've said think about what you need to change and let's make encountering us a life-changing experience until next time peace thank you for listening to the contra z to popular belief podcast i trust you've been challenged touched and changed if you want to keep learning from this podcast do subscribe also kindly leave a review as your reviews help us improve and also helps others find this podcast until next time